This is CliffCentral.com. On the Skype, we've got Rich Mulholland. Rich. Good morning. Hello, Rich. Do you have pet insurance for your, your dogs, Rich, your dogs and cat? We do have pet insurance for our dogs. See. Well, Rich has got it, so there we go. Point proven, smart guy on it. What's happening, Rich? What's going on in the Cape Town? Well, not enough rain still, but, you know, we live in hope. Yeah, because there were all that talk about there's going to be like 10 millimeters and then it was like one millimeter. Yeah, that's actually what makes it worse, right? There's something about an expectation management. Is that we all knew that there was no rain and we were kind of used to living with no rain. Yeah. But then when you have this perception of something big happening, when it doesn't happen, you're actually more disappointed than you were um, in the first place before you thought it was going to be. If that makes sense. Well, what makes it even worse on top of that, I almost said more worse, but then again, uh, guys like, <laughs> like guys like Pastor and Boro talking about rain like never before and all these clickbait websites picking up on the fact that a prophet's word is something to actually add to this crisis. That, that really gets me in the balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, the, the rain dances. Of all uh, faiths are, are, are quite amusing to me. <laughs> so, Rich, uh, I saw you having a bit of a tour on Twitter over the weekend with some guys over some passive aggressive feminism stuff. Oh, yes. So, well, let me actually address a little bit of that first off the bat. So, the one thing for me that I sometimes, and, and that kind of leads into the topic I want to talk about today, mm-hmm. is Often if you disagree with somebody on Twitter, what you would do is uh, it's quite easy to engage in a conversation. You hit the reply button and yeah. you chat back to them. You, you deliver, you know, uh, your response. Uh, to me, it's very easy to turn that reply into a grandstanding. And the grandstanding is to hit retweet instead of reply yeah. and then to say your amazingly smart comment on top to say, hey, look what this person said, but look how smart I am to reply to them. The equivalent for me of that is if you're sitting in a restaurant and somebody turned around and said to you something, the equivalent, instead of replying to them and saying, hey, this is what we're doing, is to stand up in the restaurant to tell everybody in the restaurant what that person said and then to uh, tell them how smart your answer was to them. (laughs) So sometimes when people do that, I like to have fun with them by by actually um, taking the other side. Mm. But I mean, in the world of social media, Rich, the real currency rise, lies in how many retweets you can get. It very rarely has to do with the content of the actual conversation. Yes, and I guess that's a, a perception. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that people often say to me, and it's actually the reason we're working on an upcoming project called Conclave, is that people will turn around to me and say to me, oh, Twitter is broken. But no, no, Twitter isn't broken. Our perception of what Twitter's job is is broken. Uh, we Twitter used to be about going on the internet and finding cool stuff about cool stuff that's happening, making yourself smarter by other people doing curation for you. So you've chosen to follow 50 people, and then those 50 people you followed because you know that they have good opinions about a range of things that you're interested in. So by following them, by going onto Twitter in the morning, what you do is you get a good range of thought from a lot of people. Now, that is still working perfectly. In fact, the only thing that's broken is we're following more people than we have attention available for. So I kind of feel that 100 is the optimal number. If you're following more than 100 people, 
you are, you have a certain amount of attention banks available to you and those are all getting used up. Therefore, you're not seeing the work that all your curators are doing for you. So if Twitter is broken in that regard, it's because we broke it ourselves with our gluttony, our follower gluttony, our follow gluttony. We follow so many people. We want so much information that we end up not getting to eat from the whole buffet. And then on the flip side, the real reason that we think Twitter is broken, though, is because we believe that uh, its job is to glorify us. We believe that its job is exactly that, to earn ourselves retweets. So what happens is I'll post a new video that I've released on, on Twitter, and I'll get one or two retweets on Twitter and maybe a couple of likes, whereas if I post it on Facebook, I'll get you know so many more. If I put it on LinkedIn, even I'll get more. Hell, even just on YouTube itself. And then I get frustrated. They go, oh, well, Twitter's broken. But it's not. It's just the way that we're using it. Uh, we need to practice uh, – uh, uh, going on a little bit of a, an information diet, I think, if we want Twitter to work well again. That's really smart, Rich, because I often see the same thing. Like, like Facebook, yeah, you get so much more likes for that kind of stuff. And I think Twitter, we just we scroll so heavy. We we definitely scroll. I think there should be a scroll ratio on all on all social medias, and Twitter is going to be the fastest one. Yeah, listen, it's the it's the counterpoint to Metcalf's law. So without this sounding like a, a punt, it's a project I'm working on at the moment, and it's too early to get involved, so it's really not a punt. Um, it's actually the opposite of that. I'm creating an anti-social network. And so the idea is this, that you, at the beginning, you can only follow um, up to 10 people. And so you have a 10 people in your kind of private meeting. And the idea is that you have to earn reputation in order to add more people up to a maximum of 100. And then what happens, instead of you sharing information with all 100 in your group, no matter how many people, you know, between anywhere from between 10 and 100 that you have, at any time you find anything cool to share, you have to select just three people in your network that you want to share it with. So then when I open up my little conclave app and have a look at it, anything that is shared with me is shared intentionally with me. So if I see an article appear there from you guys, I will know that the Cliff Central team thought that me specifically, of all the people that they, they um, have in their network, they felt that me specifically and two other people would really, really get value out of this. So in that point, that what we're doing is we're being intentional about trying to make people smarter, not to make ourselves seem better. And then if I read that and get value out of it, you, you earn reputation. If I end up sharing it with somebody else, you get even more reputation. This all happens behind the scenes. You don't necessarily get notified. You, it's not about that. It's about the idea of constantly trying to be as valuable to the people in your network as possible. Because I feel that what we try to do too much with social media is it stopped being about giving value with smart things we're saying. And it started being about taking value with how smart we're appearing. And I feel that I want to try and rebalance that. And I also want the curation that's done for me to be more intelligent than this, than just, I think Mabs is smart, therefore anything she says I should see. And rather have it be, um, ah, she shared this article with me because she knows how I feel about religion. Um, therefore, uh, this is something that's been curated just for me and I want to read it. And I feel like we need to be more intentional about the information we put in our head. Yeah, well, damn right. This goes back to the word gluttony that you used. You know, you're not, if you're so gluttonous around this kind of stuff, you're not getting the best. And that's, it's, whether it be literally for food or for the information, it works the same purpose. Right. Um, I put a thing on uh, Twitter yesterday 
and it says that um you know that that line that people always put and i think it's the biggest lie it's that um my opinions are my own I guess to some degree we have control over our opinions and the people we choose to follow, but algorithms do a lot of work for us. And I think that um, it, rather than being gluttonous on just one topic that that speaks to your opinions, I think we all need to commit to follow more diverse groups of people, to have different opinions from different people. Um, and then we need to seek not to be to argue but to learn from. Uh, more often than not, to understand where other people come from, even when we disagree with them. A lot of people follow Donald Trump for the sole purpose of, of arguing with everything he says. Now, I'm not going to debate the guy. I mean, you know, some people actually love him. Some people hate him. That's almost uh, um, not not that important. What's important is to try and follow people. And instead of seeking to uh, re- uh, rebut everything they say, Seek to work out if there's something in what they're saying can be logical. And even if you end up disagreeing at the end of it, at least you now have a better sense of a more rounded opinion getting built. Uh, right now, we don't do that. We see that name come up of that person we're following just to dislike. And we immediately decide that no matter what they say, even if it held her, uh, true with their own views going in, we'll find a reason to argue with them. And I, I don't think that's very smart. And I don't think it's a great way to live. No, exactly. And we've spoken many times on the show about these echo chambers that people find themselves in. And then everyone's just shouting at each other. There's no conversation. So hence the anti-social network. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I'm trying to create is a, a, a network that's not built around being social, but built around intentionally learning about becoming smarter and not just smarter in information, but smarter in sense of opinion and understanding of others' point of views. Or Rich, like anything else. And incidentally, to look back round to the original argument I had on Twitter yesterday, I ended up trying to give the person a a taste of their own medicine uh, uh, by by showing them the kind of uh, frustrating approach that they were taking and kind of putting it back out there. And the whole reason, I guess, to some degree, we're having this conversation is that I felt that I'd kind of gone down to their level, which. Um, if you follow the thread, you'll see that I was trying to get out of a few times. And uh, uh, I kind of left that conversation feeling like I could have done a little bit better. And I, I dislike that. But it's a chance to learn. Exactly, which every new day is. Rich, thanks so much for your time as always. Um, so we'll catch you back hopefully next Monday. Gareth will be back next Monday. Is skiing trips done? But are you going skiing now? I'm sure there was an overlap. The following, the following Monday, I'll be away. Next Monday, I'll be here. Okay, cool. And then you guys can talk. So basically, next Monday, the two of you can talk snowboarding for, I think, 10 minutes. And then we'll get back to normal. Oh, that'd be amazing. Three weeks after that. <laughs> yeah, the rest of you can go, like, send a tweet or something. <laughs> okay, awesome, guys. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful week. All right, Rich. You too, man. Always great chatting. This is CliffCentral.com.